You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Taking the message of around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. I was somewhere one time and uh, two people sang. And the first person was skilled. Killed. When Percy finished singing, everybody stood up. We clapped. I also clapped. You cannot not clap now. Because Percy was, you know, we call it screeching. Yeah, it was screeching, you know. Then the other person came. The voice was cracked. I don't know whether it's permanently cracked, Seth. And the person sang a simple song. I remembered my salvation. Others remember Jesus. And people, tears were flowing from the eyes of people. Some were worshipping, some were on the floor. How do you compare the two? Amen. Are we together? There's no comparison. Praise God. Someone can come and talk. And intelligence, intellectually, you know, you're stimulated. But it's different when there's an anointing. Praise God. All right? The anointing is not just a goodly feeling. No. No. It's not just that. Most of the time, it's not even what happened in that instance. It is what happened after. Hallelujah. All right? What happened after? There are people that hands were laid on. And then they just discovered that from that day, <laughs> something just changed. The brother was sharing a testimony with me. And I said, how can you explain these things that happen consistently over the years? He was in church. He said we had moments of prayer. Because I just said, how, how did you, you know, I was sharing with Pastor Sandra. You know, there's some people ask, how did you come to church? And then they say, oh, this guy invited me. Or this guy spoke to me. Or someone called me. But when you ask for that, you will not see the spiritual thing that really happened. The outward sign of someone calling you was not what made the person stay. Amen. It was not what made the person stay. So I, I was listening to that testimony. And I was... Just, you know, I hear these testimonies all the time, but I, 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 I'm still excited when I hear the testimony. So he said he came to church. Someone invited him to church. Um, or rather, someone had spoken to him, but he came to church. And then we had moments of prayer. And um, he just came and sat at the back where we were having moments of prayer sometime last year. That he had a situation. I'll call it a demonic attack that had happened to him some years ago. And he thought he was sleeping. All right? But he wasn't sleeping. Someone came into the room and stabbed him in the chest. So he was struggling and he stood up. He felt like he was bleeding. When he woke up, it was sweat. Are you understanding me? All over his body. But... In the experience, it looked like blood. But when he looked at his body, it was sweat. But from that time, 
he has not been okay. Everything he was doing just didn't, you know, how to say in pidgin English, did not have a head. Are you understanding me? And he has been living that way, struggling, struggling, until he came for that moment of prayer meeting. He came and sat down at the back. And we were praying. And something left him. That's the only way I can explain that. Something just left him. Hands were not laid on him. Something left him. So he said, that thing started, he had that feeling from the day that that stab happened. But now, it just left him. He couldn't explain what it was. So his relative um, called him and said he was in church. Ah, every time you're going to church, say yes. He thought the relative was not happy that he was always coming to church. He was always in church. Maybe they would need him to do something. Say, oh, I'm going to church. I'm going for this meeting. I'm going for that meeting. It's not like the person is always in church, but it's when the person is calling, he's in church. Are you understanding me? So, and I said, I'm thinking whether I should be part of that church. The relative said, the relative knows the story. He said, you are, you are thinking. Say, ah, is it not there you were? Something left you. Say yes. Is this something to think about? <laughs> really to say, is this something to think about? Is it just smart that you were there, something left you? Why don't you just stay there? <laughs> and so, because I asked, but how, how come you, how did you stay in church? And then he was sharing this testimony. I never knew that. And many people like that, you know, ask your neighbor, what's your testimony? Amen. <laughs> what's, your, what's your testimony? Glory to God. What's your testimony? What's your testimony? Um, several people have those kind of testimonies. It cannot be a coincidence. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to share along certain lines this evening. But I had been disrupted, you know. But I'll try. I believe in something. You have no business being here if I'm not a blessing to you. Amen. No apologies. You have no business being here. I won't even beg you. Are you understanding me? You have no business. The only reason you should be here is that I'm a blessing to you. You don't hear me. I'll preach it anywhere. You have no business being here. After today, don't come back. No, I'm serious. Don't come back. Because you are, you are wasting your life. And I don't want to pastor anybody that God didn't give me to pastor. No. I've had friends that I've had for years. I've known them for years. I've never invited them once. Never. Because I know that they're not supposed to be here. I've shared a story about my friend that said to me, said, how come you never, he said, you know, the of admiration and respect I have for you. If you tell me, come to my church, I will follow you. He said, but I have, I've understood your person. And I have friends that will call me and say, I know you give me an unbiased opinion. Because you are not trying to make me be here. And there are people like that. Because I understand how things work. If you try to keep what God didn't give you, 
you will carry a burden that you cannot carry. Are you listening to me? So I don't want anything he was not going to give me. I don't want it. But I want to say something strongly here. If I am a blessing to you, then allow me to continue to be a blessing to you. Amen. It's a simple thing. Let's make our work easy. Praise God. Let's make it easy. Let me remember you and be happy. Praise God. Let me remember you and be excited. There are people I remember and I'm happy. Praise God. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank God for that brother. Thank God for that sister. Let's look at some scriptures. Matthew 6. I'll come back here. We've been talking about open rewards. I, I want to share along a particular line. And um, we read scriptures in Matthew 6. All right? And there are three things we have talked about consistently. Fasting, giving, and prayer. Right? And um, I, I want you to hold these things. Don't just hear them. Hold them. Hold them. Hold them. Hold them. Hold them. Troubles will come. But if you hold these things, you will stand. No, you will stand. You will weather the storm. Hello. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, sometimes when a prophet doesn't say, does say the Lord, they don't know he has prophesied. Are you understanding me? All right. So, you will weather the storm. You will weather the storm. But hold these things. It's for a purpose. There is a reason why you're hearing these things now. There's a reason. Hold them. Let them not be, let, don't treat them as side issues. Hold them. So Jesus was teaching in Matthew 6. And then he talked about giving. He talked about arms in verse 4. He talked about prayer in verse 6. He talked about fasting in verse 18. Then he summarized it in Matthew 6, 19 to 21. So I want to read Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Let's read together. I want to go. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Last verse. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know, the first time in my life that I became conscious of this scripture, I thought they made a mistake. I thought it was a typographical error. I thought maybe um, what they meant to say is that where your heart is, there your treasure will be. Are you understanding me? Where your heart is, there your treasure will be. I thought that's how it was supposed to be. That means what they're saying is that... Uh, uh, if your heart is here, then your money will be there. No, it was not a mistake. How it occurred to me that it was not a mistake was when it was repeated in the book of Luke. Hallelujah. Luke quoted the same scripture. I'd like to just point it out to you. Luke, I know it's in chapter 12. Um, we'll find it. Um, just go to somewhere like verse 31 or thereabouts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. It's around here. 
So, it says there, let me read this. It says, but rather, seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Go to the next verse. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Go to the next verse. Thank you. Sell that ye have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupted. Then verse 34 is the, should be the verse. Let's read together. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Hallelujah. Now, it's the same with um, Matthew 6, um, 21. Is that not so? The same. Can you flip back to 621 and come back here again? Let's read them together. Uh, Matthew 6. Good. It just looks like the same scripture. Lifted, all right? Say it. Want to go? So go back to Luke's own. What did Luke, read again. Now, Ma, um, Matthew and Luke did not write it at the same time. They were not in the same place. Amen. Are we together? They were quoting verbatim what Jesus said. That means what he said was that, let's assume that this is, this is a drink. Give me a phone or something. All right. Let's assume this is a treasure. My heart is here. He didn't say, where my heart is, there my treasure will be. No. He said, where my treasure is, my heart will follow the direction of my treasure. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That, that means it's my treasure that will lead my heart. Are you listening to me? It's my treasure that will lead my heart. It means that I can decide where I want my heart to be. Are you with me? I can decide where I want my heart to be. You see, he sent me credit. He sent me money. He sent me money again. He doesn't want anything. Now lie. Where his treasure is, his heart will be also. Are you understanding me? If the first one, nothing was there, but the third one, his heart has come to that side. Are you listening to me? And where his heart is, his body will follow. So, <laughs> are you getting the picture? Jesus is teaching something here. Where your treasure is, that means the direction you send your treasure, your heart will follow that place. Do you know why many people's hearts are not in the kingdom? Because they are not given to the kingdom. Their treasure is not in the kingdom. Amen. Their treasure is not in the kingdom. So their hearts can never be in the kingdom. Before we stay, stay here, let's go back a bit. Uh, use uh, Matthew's account. Go to Matthew 6, 19. Um, in 19, Jesus was teaching us about laying up treasures. Everybody say laying up treasures. Now, you find that, what did he mean when he says lay not up for yourselves treasure? What is treasures? It was translated treasures in English. The Greek word there is thesaurus. That's where you get thesaurus, all right? All right. There's a dictionary, there's a dictionary, there's a thesaurus, all right? That's the Greek word used there. It actually means deposits, wealth. Amen. It would have read like this. Lay not up for yourselves wealth upon earth. Where moth and rust, that's talking about inflation and all of that, 
and where thieves break through and steal, that means that you can suffer loss if all of your wealth is here. Amen. Am I communicating? Then he now says in verse 20, he says something that doesn't seem to make sense. He says, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. How? Amen. How? How do we lay up our wealth in heaven? Where neither moth nor rust not corrupt, where thieves do not break through to nor steal. Where and how? How do we do it? He had said it before. Amen. This is the concluding statement. He started from verse 1. And he told you to fast. He told you to pray. He told you to give. That's how you lay treasures. Amen. Are we together? That's how you lay up wealth in heaven. Now, to make you understand that the statement Jesus made, it is consistent with all of Scripture. Paul used it again. In 1 Timothy 6, I like to read verse 12. I'll just pick one verse of Scripture. 1 Timothy 6, 12, I believe so. Okay, just go to 17. Just go to 17. Thank you. Okay, let's read it this way. Um, next verse, next verse, down, down again. I just want to pick one of the verses. Um, thank you. Let me pick this one, 19. 19 will suffice. Let's read together. I want to go. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. So he used the phrase again, laying up. Ever say laying up. He used the phrase. What are you laying up? The previous verses had talked about giving. Amen. Go, go up a bit. One verse 18. 18. That they do good. Amen. That they be rich in good works. Ready to distribute. Did you see that? Willing to communicate. Put this scripture in Amplified, verse 18, so it will use English words that we can relate with. It says, charge them. Let's read together. I want to go. Charge them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be liberal and generous of heart, ready to share with others. Then next verse says, laying up. Amen. In this way, are you seeing that? Laying up for themselves. Praise God. Riches that endure forever as a good foundation for the future so that they may grasp that which is life indeed. Did you get it? So, back to Matthew 6. What he was saying is that when we fast, when we pray, when we give, we are laying up treasures in heaven. And there's a good example we can see right in the life of Cornelius in the book of Acts. Cornelius did something in the book of Acts. I'll have to pick a few scriptures. In Acts chapter 10, is someone learning something? So, because you need to know how to lay up treasures. The Bible is saying that we're laying up treasures in heaven. Praise God. But we're on earth. In Acts 10, we have, permit me to read a few verses. I'll read from verse 1 to 4. 1 to 4. Let's read it together. Want to go? There was a certain man in Caesarea called what? Cornelius. What's his name? Then he tells us his occupation. A centurion of the band called the Italian band. Verse 2. A devout man. One that feared God with all his house. Then let's read the next part together. 
which gave much alms to the people, watch, and prayed to God always. Stop here. Give me the message translation of verse 2. Message translation of verse 2. Acts chapter 10, verse 2. Let me read it from my Bible. It says, He was a thoroughly good man. He had led everyone in his house to live worshipfully before God. Was always helping people in need and had the habit of prayer. Amen. He's helping people in need and had the habit of prayer. Glory to God. All right? So what I wanted you to see was what he did. Amen. All right? What he was doing. What his actions were. Now, but the important thing about what I want to show you is that what he was doing was on earth. Hallelujah. People he could see. Where was he praying? On earth. Hallelujah. He was praying on earth. He was giving on earth. Now, we now discovered that the scripture said, I'll go back to the King James. He said, he saw in a vision, verse 3, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. The angel called his name. Amen. Cornelius. Verse 4. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said, as the angel said unto him, What did the angel say? Let's read together. I want to go. Thy prayers and thy arms are come up for a memorial before God. Say it again. Thy prayer and thy arms are come up before, for a memorial before God. Um, um, give me, um, I hope it won't go off again. Give me the um, New Living Translation of this. I won't, I won't read the New Living Translation. Thank you. Let's read together. I want to go. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now, but he didn't give it to God. Are you listening to me? He gave it to people. Okay. Message translation. Message translation. Cornelius stared hard, wondering if he was seeing things. Then he said, what do you want, sir? The angel said. Now, this man is a soldier. Amen. This man is a soldier. I'm sure he'll say, what do you want? <laughs> All right. The angel said, your prayers. Hey. And neighborly acts have brought you God's attention. Now, go back to King James, the authorized heavenly version. <laughs> now, so you know what prayers and arms mean, all right? Now, we don't have a problem with prayers going to God. We know that prayers go to God. Is that not so? You don't even ask, how does it go to God? Okay, but you agree that prayers go to God. What people did not know was that the givings also go to God. Amen. Are you understanding me? He didn't say your prayers have come to God, your givings are here. No. He said your prayers and your arms have come up as a memorial. That means that this is how he laid up his own treasures. Amen. Am I communicating? So we see that Cornelius laid up treasures. Now, the scripture might not have mentioned directly that he was in a fast, but most of the time you find out that when they did some of these things, they, they were fasting. Praise God. Are we together? All right. And then Jesus 
intervened in the man's life and sent Peter to him. And with the rest, as they say, is history. He got saved. Hallelujah. Now, the point I'm making is this. A man that was not even saved, glory to God, at that point, the scripture says his givings and his prayers had gotten God's attention. Are you listening to me? Is that not amazing? Now, what am I teaching? I'm explaining that you can lay up treasures, amen, in heaven. Praise God. Do you know when Jesus was speaking in Matthew 6, 19 and 20, he was saying, he, they were already doing fixed deposit that time. Amen. Are you understanding me? Stock, fixed deposit. He was saying, look, look, look. These things can be affected. Hallelujah. But there is a kind of security you can have. Hallelujah. That only heaven can give. And he was teaching them that. Never in your life think that when you're praying, fasting, and sowing seeds, you're wasting your time. No, you're not. So let's look at Paul's own explanation of this. We look at Philippians 4. I'll pick um, a few verses. The important thing is for you to understand. When, once there's understanding, you are good to go. Amen. All right, in Philippians 4, I know most of you love the scripture, verse 19. Read verse 19 now. Okay, read it for them. Want to go? Anytime you tell believers, this is not your scripture, they will be upset. <laughs> Amen. It's, this is not a promise. It was never a promise. Paul was blessing the Philippian church. It was only a blessing for everybody. So how did the Philippian church come to this point where Paul was saying, my God shall supply your needs? So let's see it. All right. You know, it's always important to study scripture in context, all right? Okay? So let's see what happened. I'll read two verses. Let me pick from uh, verse 10, 10 to 11, and then I will also read verse 15, 15 and 17, 10, 11, 15, and 17. Okay, see Paul writing to them. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now, what did I say, 10, 11, 15, and 17? But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me had flourished again. It was as if they forgot him before. Amen. Are you listening to me? Wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be called. King James doesn't help us sometimes. You understand that? You know, so I want to break it down to you. Um, put it in message. Go back to verse 10. Put it in message translation. Verse 10 and 11. I am glad in God, far happier than you would ever guess. Happy that you are again showing such strong what? Concern for me. Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Verse 11. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. Are you seeing that? Okay. Go to verse 15. You, you Philippians well know, and you can be sure, I will never forget it, 
that when I first left Macedonia province, venturing out with the message, not one church, so Paul is not alone in this thing, you understand that? Not one church helped out in give and take of this work except you. You were the only one. <laughs> Are you understanding what he's saying? <laughs> NLT, still 15, NLT. Thank you. As you know, you Philippians, we are the only ones who gave me financial help. Are you saying that? When I first brought you the good news, then traveled on from Macedonia, no other church did this. Are you saying, eh? Even the Corinthian church, even the Roman church, even the Ephesian church, he said no other church did this. Hello? Are you, are you understanding where Paul is coming from? That's why that my God shall supply you. He didn't tell it to any other church, only these Philippians. He didn't tell it to any other church. It was not a statement repeated in any other epistle. It wasn't repeated in any other place. That means it was not a general blessing for every believer. It was Paul's prophetic pronouncement over his partners. Amen. Amplify it. Then we'll go to verse 17 after that. And you Philippians yourselves well know that in the early days of the gospel ministry, when I left Macedonia, no church, no assembly, whether it's assemblies of this or assemblies of that, none of them entered into partnership with me and opened up a debit and credit account in giving and receiving except you only. Let's flow with this spirit to 17. Just follow. Thank you. Not that I seek or I'm eager for your gifts, but I do seek and I'm eager for the fruit which increases to your credits. The harvest of blessing that is accumulating to your account. Now, what was he talking about? He was talking like all of us have spiritual accounts. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, we're going to read this verse 17 in all the translations that are here. Um, um, New Living Translation, message, then go to King James. New Living Translation. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. I'm not saying it because I want you to do something. Rather, I want you <laughs> to receive what? A reward for your kindness. There's a reward in giving. That means that the pronouncements Paul was making was a reward for their giving. Amen. He said, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. Message, message translation. Let's read together. I want to go. Not that I'm looking for handouts, but I do want you to experience the blessing that issues from generosity. Tap your neighbor and say, There is a blessing that issues from generosity. But my favorite is King James. He said, Not this because I'm not telling you this because I desire a gift, I don't want you to give me something. But I desire fruits that may abound to whose account? Your account. The account of the giver. That means that any time we give, amen, is like making a spiritual deposit. Hallelujah. It's the same thing that happens when we pray. It's the same thing that happens when we fast. We're making deposits. Amen. We're laying up treasures, but not on earth, in heaven. The twist now, where I'm going to now, you won't even be, you'll be surprised. Amen. <laughs> but just follow me and don't get lost. If you get lost, get a pillow and sleep. Get my statement. 
I read to you where he talked about the reward for your kindness. There was a reward for your kindness. Now, so I'm saying that in verse 19, maybe we should read it together so that you will appreciate it, okay? Use um, the reward for your kindness um, version was message. Message. Go back to 17. Go back to 17. No, New Living Translation. So. Thank you. So we're going to read from 15 to 19 together so you get the context. All right? All right, let's read together slowly. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. Next. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. Verse 18. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gift you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. Verse 19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Are you getting the context? Are you understanding it? Okay. Now pause. Go back to verse 18. So it means that he was responding in a letter to them because they had done something. Because he said, at the moment, I have all I need. How? And more. I am generously supplied with the what? The gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus is someone's name. It's not, it's not an incantation. Yes, it's somebody's name. Epaphroditus. Amen. Somebody's name. All right. So, <laughs> amen. Which you sent me with Epaphroditus. Now, but look at the description of the gifts. The next, read it. They are what? Pause. But I thought it was sent to Paul. How does it connect to God? Amen. <laughs> Hello? I thought it was sent to Paul. No, read it. Let's read it again in case we're missing it. They are what? A sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. But they gave it to Paul. Read this verse in message translation. And now I have it all. You, and keep getting more. The gifts you sent with Epaphroditus were more than enough. Like a sweet-smelling sacrifice roasting on the altar... Filling the air with fragrance, pleasing God, no end. Amen. <laughs> but they gave it to a man. Hallelujah. But Paul said it was given to God. Hallelujah. Are you getting the picture? All right. Now, it was based on this, he now said, My God shall supply your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That pronouncement is what we call the prophet's reward. I told you you were sleeping. <laughs> Amen. That pronouncement is what is called the prophet's reward. Matthew 10, 41. Now I've entered another site. This is from Old Testament to New now. So <laughs> Matthew 10, 41. All right. Let's read the scripture. Want to know. He that receiveth a prophet. In the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. Flip to, let's start from verse 40. I want to read down to 42. 
start from 40. Jesus was talking about hospitality here. He said, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Are you seeing the connection? He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. That means that when you receive this one that Jesus sent, you have received God in your house. Amen. Then in verse 41, he now said, He that receiveth a prophet, in the name of a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. Now, what was he talking about? 42, please. Let me just read 42. He now says, and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only, in the name of a disciple, very I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Now, I want to show you something. What the Holy Ghost is setting you up for in this season is how to experience open rewards. Now, a lot of times, people don't understand something about God's graciousness. When you talk about the grace of God, the grace of God does not mean it does not require any human response. It only means that the effort is not commensurate to the blessing that comes. Amen. Are you understanding me? It doesn't mean that it doesn't require any human response. No. There's nothing that God gives a man that does not require the man's response. Salvation requires the response of your faith. Amen. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Is that not so? Okay. Now, what the Holy Ghost does for you, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of grace. What he does for you is that he sets you up for rewards. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Now, a type of what the Holy Ghost does for us is a type of what Rebecca did for her son, Jacob. Amen. I'll say it again. A type of what the Holy Ghost does for us is a type of what Rebecca did for her son, Jacob. The rightful person to get the blessing is Esau. Am I communicating? Esau is the rightful person to get the blessing. Then Rebecca comes and says, do you know that if you prepare food for your so-so-and-so, he will bless you? Maybe she's the one that overheard the conversation. She was eavesdropping and heard the conversation. Do you know that it was not even Jacob that prepared the food? Amen. Hello. It was not Jacob that cooked the food. We don't even know if Jacob can cook. It was the mother that prepared the food. She said, hey, this is what, uh, this why I used to scatter his head now. You understand? She roasted, prepared everything, then gave it to Jacob to go and serve it. Now, let me ask you a question. There was, was there no part that Jacob played? He carried it to the father. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now, the mother set him up for a blessing. Am I communicating? The mother set him up for a blessing. What if he didn't cooperate with him? I said, I beg God, what's there to serve him food now? I, am I the one to be serving food? Mommy, go and serve him his food now. Ah, if you want to give him food, give him food. See this one, gets no sense, no sense, no sense. That's what happens to many of you most of the time. The Holy Ghost prepares the meal and gives you to serve, but you refuse to serve it. Spirit of God does is to set you up. And sometimes people don't see it. I can imagine what if Jacob, after the, the one I said, I've, I've prepared the food now. I prepared food. Carry it, just carry it and go and drop it. Come, come, come. She takes skin, animal, 
skin and puts on the body. Say, oh, I don't want to wear all these things. She's setting him up, amen, for a blessing. And I want to say to you that in this hour, and what is happening to us as a church, the Holy Ghost is setting us up for massive, earth-shaking blessings. He knows that you need to cook. Who will cook for you? He knows the elements to mix to make it pleasant. He will mix it for you. But he will give you to serve it. And most of the time, the people that are given to serve it don't still understand. Amen. They still don't understand. They still don't understand. I will tell you that there are certain things that have happened in our lives. You will know that the Holy Ghost cooked for us. Amen? He cooked for us. God had seen before I was born that this is the path. And he has already cooked for us. Amen? And all we had to do was to serve it. Actually, sometimes I remember when my dad took me to that house where Archbishop Benson outside had sat on that chair. And they were telling the adults to sit on it. Sit on. Imagine, maybe, they just say, come and sit on it. I just run away. No, don't sit there. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? You will know that that person, they don't swear for him for village. Are you understanding me? <laughs> and he said, no. Oh, just, I'm, or just a naughty child. You understand? I say, no, I don't want to sit. He said, come and sit here. No, I don't want to sit. No, he said, come and sit here. People are saying, amen, and receiving. And I came there, and I sat. Now, I cannot explain what happened to me. Are you understanding me? But I've seen what has happened to me over the years. That was the Holy Ghost cooking. Are you understanding me? Because this is the lineage I'm connecting you with. Many of you have been in places where the Holy Ghost has cooked, but you refuse to serve. Many times. Now, what's the prophet's reward? Let's come here. Go to verse 41. First thing is this. My prayer for you is that you will recognize the workings of the spirits. That's my prayer for you. And when I'm preaching, I'm praying at the same time. <laughs> Amen. You know that the Holy Ghost wants to bring you into a truth. He's telling you there's a difference between a prophet and a righteous man. The righteous man alone has his reward. Amen. Yes. But he's saying that there is a righteous man's reward that is different from a prophet's reward. We saw the prophet's reward experienced by the Philippian church. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? And now he's telling you, say, he that receiveth most of the time when God is setting you up for a new level, he will make you recognize the prophets. Amen. Some people don't understand those things. He will make you recognize something that you didn't recognize before. Hallelujah. Why is he doing that to you? So that he's setting, because he's setting you up for a blessing. <laughs> Praise God. 
I wish I could do a long teaching on what the prophet's reward is. But let me just summarize it this way. Jesus made a statement. He said, a prophet is not without honor, except amongst his kinsmen and in his own country. What does that mean? It means that the, what is supposed to accompany the prophet is honor. Amen. He said, a prophet is not without honor, is not, is, except, that means, naturally, the prophet carries honor. Amen. The prophet's reward is the honor of that prophet speaking in your life. The honor is not an honor of men. It's an honor from heaven. Heaven honors his word. Amen. Heaven honors what he says. So the scripture is saying that when you receive the prophet, that honor that is upon the prophet will be upon you. Somebody was trying to interpret that scripture. You know, some people can be theologians and they are mixed up in their brain, you know. And he said, uh, you know, when a prophet goes around the world, you know, he's persecuted everywhere, so the prophet's reward is persecution. No, that's not the context in which Jesus was talking. Amen. He was encouraging them to receive righteous men and receive prophet. If it's persecution, he will not be encouraging them. Amen? He was encouraging them. If it's like that, everybody will not receive the prophet. Are you understanding me? He was encouraging them to do so. That anyone that gives one of these little ones drink in my name will not lose his reward. I'm saying do it. Praise God. So the reward was something that somebody was going to be happy about. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Yeah. But I see sometimes where believers, the Holy Ghost is setting them up. And they don't understand it. Let me give an example. <laughs> it's very funny. It's a very funny example, but it's a good example. Okay, let me not use somebody. Let me just generalize. Let's assume that you normally give 500 naira in your offering. And then you didn't have change. You had a thousand naira. It can happen, right? Then it was time to give offerings. You now dropped a thousand naira inside. Or you intended to give, you know, some people should separate their money like blind people. They put 500 on one side, 1,000 on one side. So the side where you put 1,000 is where you put your hand and put. The way you checked, no, it was 500 I wanted to give. I gave 1,000. Then you start following, say, um, excuse me, uh, I put 1,000 inside. I want to collect the change. Um, do I need to write an application? I will write it now. Who do I address the letter to? You want to collect your 500 naira. Now let me tell you something. There are some things that, even when there are mistakes, there are setups for greatness. I was sharing, somebody was wiring money and mistakenly sent the money twice. You understand that? Like you're sowing a seed. He sent it to, I'm not saying, this doesn't mean that if that happens, you can't collect your money back. I understand me. But just get my point. He sent the money twice. 
They say, hey, please can you wire back the other one to me? So I say, okay, no problem. I wire back. When I say, but you know, this is set up. Hallelujah. You can take it from there. So people don't understand spiritual things. You can take it from there. They were sowing seed for a television work ministry. And someone gave many things, gathered money, and what they gathered was 700,000 naira. This was years ago. And they brought 700,000 naira, knelt down, and sowed it and said, this is for the television, for the gospel. Man of God looked at it and said, Kai, you are near. He said, we don't understand. Go and make it one million. He said, sir, we are finished as we are here. <laughs> are you understand me? He said, we are finished as we are here. He said, don't worry. Make it one million. They stretched. You know that when they give the remaining 300,000, just like, oh. And they gave it 300,000. They are forever grateful that they were pushed. Now, let me explain something to you. You know, people take advantage of good things. If somebody does not encourage you to pray, you might never pray as you should pray. In the same way, if someone doesn't encourage you to give, you might never give as you should give. Now, there's a difference between being manipulated and being encouraged. There's a difference. Are you understanding me? Now, it's just like we're in church sometimes. I, I have done that to some of you. We're praying. Maybe we are, we're supposed to pray for two hours. And after 30 minutes, you're already doing like this. Like a generator that is going off. Are you understanding me? You know? They are leaning. After, you know, at this point, you're thinking, waiting, carry me on this prayer meeting. <laughs> are you understanding me? And then we we'll come and hold your hand. How many of you have experienced that before? Come and hold your hand and start walking with you. Lay brother, Gaba. Lay you now start following to pray. After 20 minutes, you are strong again. Are you understand? Then you pray through. Do you know that you would have given up after 30 minutes? But that person is a, it's called a strengthening. Amen. It's a strengthening. It's a strengthening. The Holy Ghost has used that person to strengthen you, to finish your lap. Am I communicating? It happens also in givings. Someone can be used of God to strengthen you. To rise to where you should be. Am I communicating? Yeah. I remember the first time I gave 5,000 naira. <laughs> I was walking like this. <laughs> oh boy. 5K. 5K. Are you understanding me? I was so happy. As a student. You understand that? I, I, I gave 5,000 naira. It was a prayer going on. I gave 5,000 naira. Then one day I received money. And what came to my heart was go and buy equipment for your fellowship. I said, it's not students that buy equipment for fellowship, now. it's patrons. <laughs> yes, and I, go and buy equipment for your fellowship. Then I went and bought amplifiers and bought it and bought for the fellowship. I'm telling you that uh, that stretch, are you understanding me? Changed a lot of things. Then I said, okay. I found out something that we don't get big. You know, some of you are waiting to be big so that you can give big. No. If you don't give big, you will never be big. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Some are waiting. When, when I'm big, I will give big. No. Strive to give big, you will remain big. 
So what happened was that we started stretching. Then we said, okay, we'll give 10,000. Okay, we'll give 100,000. One day, I took out my check. I was still single at that time. And I wrote one millionaire. And I wrote a man of God's name. I wanted to show it to you. I wrote the man of God's name. I didn't have one millionaire anywhere. I started praying. All the check, I tore out all the other check apart from the one I wrote one million because the checkbook finished. I just started me. I was not able to give one million. I left it. I raised another checkbook. When they gave, I ordered for another checkbook. The only check leave that was remaining in the other checkbook was the one million own. When they gave me another checkbook, I wrote again, one million. <laughs> Are you understanding me? And then I said, using the checkbook to do other things. I don't remember whether it was the third checkbook or so that that one million finally came. Amen. And then I took the seed and I sowed it. But I found out that if my heart did not stretch and desire to do it, it would never have happened. Are you listening to me? Why am I sharing this with you? God, from time to time, we use stories, other people's experiences, testimonies to inspire you, to stretch you. Glory to God. Because when you yield to that stretching, you will never remain the same way you were. I thank God for people that took us on prayer rounds. Are you understand? Let's go and pray. And then we'll pray and pray and pray and pray. After a while, you pray two hours. You pray three hours. Then one day I say, how is it like Jesus prayed all night? How will it be like praying all night? Then I went out and I said, pray. When I started the prayer, after about two or three hours, I was like, who sent you a message? But after I crossed, I prayed. I was praying outside. So I prayed and I saw the sun come back, come up. The day break, what they call, um, so, um, yes, I saw it. Wow. And then I understood that if I don't stretch, I will never break new grounds. Amen. How many of you want to break new grounds? And that's why there's a call to fast, to pray, and to give. But let me stay with the prophecy word a little. There are things that will happen to you in life. And God's help might not come the way you thought. Are you understanding me? God's help might not come the way you thought. But God's help always shows. But sometimes people don't see it. Am I communicating? Sometimes people don't see it. There are setups. Setups. I was preaching in a classroom as a student. A man... His wife is a student, a, a student in university. He came to pick his wife. As he was, he was troubled. He was just coming to pick his wife. And then I was preaching from the classroom. He saw the wind, me, and he stood outside the window. I was giving a word to the people inside the classroom. And I was speaking, but he was outside the classroom. He was listening to me. After I finished, he ran. He said, you are the man that God was talking about. I said, I don't know you. I don't know you from anywhere. He said, hey, hey, you have solved all my problems. Can you come to my house? You know, I want to take you to my house. Because this, da, 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 God show me this, God show me that. Why did God connect us? Are you understanding me? 
He's not the one to pick his wife that day. He said, but it's pressure to come and pick his wife was so strong. Go and pick her. Go and pick her. Oh, he grumbled and came there. But God was connecting him. Amen. God wanted us to meet. And that which he desired, he got. Amen. Are you understanding me? And you will experience such things this season. Because there is such a thing as the reward that the prophet carries. It's true. A young man walked up to me years ago and he said, Pastor, it's just in my heart that I should come and wash all your clothes. I love I say, nobody washes my clothes, so I wash it by myself. <laughs> Don't worry, go. <laughs> they said, No, 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 no. Sir, you cannot deprive me of this, sir. No, I must, I must, I must, I must do something. I must wash something. So I said, Okay, remind me next week. I'm not going to come and remind It's not my job to remind him. <laughs> you understand me? No. I said, okay, remind me next week. It was just the same thing that happened to Elijah and Elisha. Are you understanding me? He said, God told me to follow you. He said, you can, okay, now you can go back now. <laughs> can go back now. The man can say, thank you. <sighs> thank you for relieving me. <laughs> thank you very much. <sighs> the road to Gilgag is very foul. <sighs> Follow this person that doesn't even give anybody anything. Are you understanding me? But he was smart. May you be smart spiritually. Some people are street smart, but they are not covenant smart. Be covenant smart. Some are book smart, but they are not covenant smart. Covenant smart is spirit smart. You understand how spiritual things work. Amen. And you don't play with it. You don't play with it. So, something like that happens. It's not the man of God. No, you'll be the one stressing. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> you will not. Are you understanding me? No. <laughs> someone, you, 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 uh, um, you send check to a. Uh, uh, I saw the check to someone. We saw the check. They've not withdrawn the money. They've not withdrawn the money. We're not rejoicing, you know. Because as long as the, the transaction is not complete, something's hanging in the spirit. We say, excuse me. They will not check, uh, cash this check. He said, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do some. Week has passed. Not, Sir, you have not. Uh, I will not leave you this check. Are you understanding me? Especially someone that is not spiritually smart will say, thank God. Is it even I was giving out? Just think, is the money not too much? <laughs> no, we'd not rest. Though. We'd not rest. We sowed a seed to someone, you know, and the person returned the money. Hi! Say, thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm happy, but we don't want it. I said, no, that's not how we do now. <laughs> no, now. We will understand better. We will fight. <laughs> you understand me? We look for a way. Because we understand how these things work. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? I've carried money to go and sow to somebody. They kept us so... I've said it before. I just, you know, if you, there are some kind of things you go and sow, and then you are, you, are, you know, maybe the, 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 the seed is not so much. But there are some kind of seeds you are going to sow, you are in a queue. And then they say, um, can you come back tomorrow? Say, 
with my one million. Say, come back. Or next week, next week. We will not be able to collect the money today. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Say, don't worry. Next week, come back next week. Come back next week. You will not say, thank God. Hallelujah. God. <laughs> thank God. No, no, no. That's okay. Let me leave it here. I will come back next week. <laughs> Amen. Let me say, no, 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 no. Don't let me leave it here. I will come back next week. Because I know what I'm doing. Amen. Be spirit smart. Be spirit smart. A lady wanted me to pray for her child. Then she said, ah, is it me on my heart for you to pray for my child? It's okay. Just give me some time. Then after I didn't see the person again. Then after I said, are you not the one? I said, oh, I forgot. How can you forget that kind of thing? Can How can you forget that kind of thing? There are some things you shouldn't forget. Please, lay your hand on your head. Say, Lord, let me never forget spiritual things. Amen. I said, how can you forget that? They don't need to forget those kind of things. That it came to your heart. Do you know if the child was going to die? Are you understanding me? It came to your heart that take this child, let them lay hands on him. You say you forgot. There are setups happening for us. And you will recognize them. Amen. You will recognize them and you will take advantage of them. You will recognize them. You take advantage of them. They are preparing breakfast for you. The beans burnt. <laughs> it's okay. We just eat bread. The bread is sour. It's stale. Then, uh, you're supposed to be fasting today. He said, Now lie, no weapon, fashion against my eating this morning. I must eat. <laughs> you have even been helped <laughs> so that you will just stay on, on that path. <laughs> Glory to God. Am I communicating? Now, as I'm talking, some of you are recognizing those setups that have happened around you. Amen. They're setups. They're setups. I went for Fort Texas for a program. And then I was walking somewhere and I met Jerry Savelle. And, uh, you know, just some things are not just ordinary. Are you understanding me? Not just ordinary. Not just ordinary. There are people that I've met. Now, I understand that there are people that I will never meet. But there are people that God, God, <laughs> You must see them. There is something about your destiny that will not be complete. Are you understanding me? If you never came in contact with them. The ones, people I pity are those that God has led, but they're still looking for what God has not led them. <laughs> are you understanding me? Are you people like that? God has led them, but they're still looking for something. Because they have not taken advantage of what God has led them to. So they're still looking for something. I was a young guy. I went for a program, and Reverend Dr. Markby was preaching. This was many years ago. I don't think I was up to 20 or 21 at that time. And then he finished ministering, and he was going. And I just had a prompting in my heart 
to run after him. So I ran. I ran. The car stopped. And he wound down his glass and called me. He brought out his hand and held my hand and spoke words to me. And then the convoy continued moving. He didn't do that to any other person. That was, that was not ordinary. Are you understanding me? That's not ordinary. Is people following that power in our meetings? You think it's ordinary? There are impartations. And the Spirit of God is the one that orchestrates how you and the people meet. Your steps are ordered. Amen. I say your steps are ordered. Amen. I said your, your steps are ordered. Amen. Get ready for these setups. You will see them left, right, center. Some of them are set up so fast. Some of them are set up to so pray. Some of them are set up to so give. Don't dodge your setups. Don't miss your setups. People don't meet me by mistake because I don't move around by mistake. Are you listening to me? They don't meet me by mistake. When, when I meet with people, I know. People don't meet me by mistake. You don't meet me by mistake. I know that there's something. And then my heart is ringing. Oh, Lord, what's the thing? 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 Some take advantage of it, some don't. They put that meet you, they pull that thing God has put inside of you, they just pull it out. Then there are some that just come and just enjoy. <laughs> just say, say, let's just take selfie. Let's take selfie. <laughs> you take selfie. Don't be taking selfie alone. <laughs> Amen. Don't be taking selfie alone. There's something more than selfie you can get. Amen. I said there's something more than selfie you can get. Some people met me. I'm, I'm rounding up. And then they were about to leave. They talked and talked and talked and talked. And I told them what to do. I just shared some things. And they were about to leave. Something was boiling in my heart. But I said, I will not pray for them except they ask. So they stood up. And I stood up with them. The pleasure meeting is a pleasure meeting is a pleasure meeting. So I was escorting them to go, you know. Then one of them said, you are supposed to pray for us. <laughs> Amen. I said, you think so? That's how I said it. I said, you think so? I already knew. But I said, you think so? He said, yes. How will we come? You will not pray for us. I said, it's not by force. <laughs> it's not by force. You can pray for yourself. Then they knelt down. Then that raw thing, it came out. Are you understand what I'm saying? It came out. It's not coming when they stand and they say, I told you. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> because the word, in the prayer, there was a word of knowledge. Are you understand what I'm saying? But they would have gone if they were not spirit smart. Glory to God. Glory to God. Nobody here will function like someone that is not spirit smart. And from henceforth, you will take advantage of the spiritual opportunities that come your way. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was in my office, church office one day, my former venue there. And a man of God just walked in. I've known him for a long time. He's an older minister. He just walked into the meet, uh, my, the, the hall. You know, ah, sir. <laughs> I said, you, I was like, I thought, did you miss your way? He said, no, that he came to buy tapes, my, my messages. 
He just came and said, can I get all the messages? I said, messages? I said, don't pay, don't pay. You know, he carried messages. Then he was leaving. You cannot live like that now. No, you cannot live like that. You can't live like that. I knew that that was something. God was contributing something. Amen. God knows what you need tomorrow. He knows what you need for next week. Are you understanding me? He knows. There are contributions that no matter how you fast and pray will not come until God's prophet speaks into your life. And that's how God answers. May you enjoy the prophet's reward on a regular basis. Learn how to receive the prophet in the name of a prophet. You, it didn't just say, he that receives a prophet. No, it's the how. Amen. Is the how. He didn't say, he that receives a prophet. He said, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. The word name means authority. In the authority of his office. Shall receive a prophet's reward. There are times where a man of God will be familiar with you. He's being human. Learn how to get the thing that is more important. Amen. Are you understanding? Some people don't understand those things. Some people don't understand those things. And it amazes me when people understand it and take advantage of it. In those days when I was using 190, no, it was the car before the 190. The Corolla. It's <laughs> not a Corolla. The L and A is off. Corolla. Amen. <laughs> Toyota Corolla. Nobody has that kind of car. Special. So something was bad. So I crossed to the place I used to fix the car then. It was not far from my house. And there was a lady that just sells by the corner. So I said, um, I thought it was, I think it was Richard Scott or something. And I said, um, I hope, how is the market today? He said, ah, you tell, you tell me. Number no, so I just like, how, how, is, how, how, how is market today? He said, you tell me. Something like that. So like, I didn't understand what she was saying. I said, I, said, I don't understand. He said, ah, you are a prophet. Tell me how it is today. So I turned. <laughs> he said, please, you tell me. I, I said, some people are dangerous. So are you understanding me? I said, it's a good day. She said, Amen. I said, it's a great day. She said, amen. She said, you tell me how it is today. I never knew she even knew I was a pastor. Are you understanding me? I never knew. She said, no, you tell me. So I said, with the struggle, with the try. You know, some people I even look for how to tax the prophet. Say, man, of God, find me something. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. The greatest blessing a man of God can give you can never be money. Can never be money. He has something. There are things that are of greater value than money. Are you hearing me? There are things that are of greater value than money. There are things that money cannot buy. Are you understanding me? There are things that money cannot buy. But the man that God has sent carries it. And today I want to speak that word over your life. To declare that the things that money cannot buy will drop in your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. The things that your life savings will never ever be able to buy. Even if you saved all the money you ever got and never spent it, 
you will not be able to buy it. I speak those kind of valuables into your life. In the name of Jesus. I pray for setups. Divine setups. Let the setups around you multiply. Let them increase on the left and the right in the name of Jesus. I pray that your eyes will be open to see those setups. And to take advantage of them in the name of Jesus. The trap of the devil won't catch you. But the trap of the Holy Ghost will catch you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the next setup, it will be the platform for a testimony that will never end in your mouth. You will share the testimony, it will not end. And you will share the testimony, it will not end. And you will share the testimony, it will not end. I speak over you a blessing that money cannot buy. In this month of June, one of the signs of the open reward is that you will walk into a blessing of what money can never buy. There will be no way to quantify it in monetary terms in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wear the garment of my calling and I stand there to speak and I declare everyone under the sound of my voice today that thing that money cannot buy drops in your lap drops on your head drops in your house in the name of Jesus it's your month of open rewards all eyes will see what God has done in your life ears will hear what God has done in your life. It will not be a hidden testimony. It will be a testimony that will be visible. Thank him everywhere. Bless him.